Hi, boys and girls, and welcome back. It is college football's week 11, and therefore, it logically follows that this is week 11 of the Carla and Crappy Show. I am crappy. I'm up here in Pittsburgh. Um, where it, 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 it's, it finally it feels, actually feels like fall. feels like fall. It's awesome. I love it. It looks beautiful. Um, Carla yes. is in Nashville. I am. How's, how's it look and feel down there? I'm wearing a vest. That tells you. A vest and a scarf. Like, okay. Well, we're in okay, fall so it's, over it's, here. It's yeah, no longer it's, 90 degrees. It's no longer 90 degrees. No, actually, today it was a high in like around 54, 55, oh, and kind of drizzly. Oh, like it. Yeah. Like it. I mean, not the drizzly, but that's, that's, that works. That works. Yeah. Just enough that you wanted to go out and get a, a mid afternoon coffee and mm -hmm. hunker down at home with a lovely East Tennessee cider. Nice. Um, thanks, Gypsy Circus, for sending your lovely beverages to Nashville because this is delicious. Just a briefly, and in, in stuff we will get into, um, Ohio State fans may need to switch to something stronger than beer for the rest of the season, <laughs> which is which is what I've done, um, thanks to uh, the, the folks at, um, at uh, Wild Turkey and the delicious rye whiskey they make. Um, that's, a, that's a nice Manhattan. Um, we, uh, we will begin, as we often do, uh, with our just one thing. Um, Carla, what is a what is a what is a thing that uh, that stuck out to you as you uh, go through the past uh, weekend in college football? So I survived election night by by not watching anything election coverage. Um, I watched college basketball all night. Um, okay, it, it was fun. Sure. It was, yes, we were following along. I mean, that's not to say that I wasn't paying attention to what was happening. Um, but we had college basketball on the TV, and husband and I were um, keeping track of election returns um, via the New York Times and Twitter, and you know all the online sources. So it was actually a much more pleasant way to spend election okay. night. Okay. Um, so because of that, I actually got to watch for the first time this year, the uh, rankings show, um, which is always a hot mess when they do it at Madison Square Garden. They try to do the the show in between I, the two games know, and basketball is great, but they can't hear each other on the set. And you can tell um, because they're screaming over each other. And that's not normally something that they do um, mm -hmm. on the ranking show. But yeah, right. the whole panel was just screaming over each other because Madison Square Garden is loud and they can't hear each other. The um, show's usually actually well done because there's a lot of um, uh, the, the actual discussion yeah. uh, about, about you know, the merits of the picks and, and all this stuff. And, and if you're having to shout at each other, that's, that's something's going to be lost in the translation. There. Yeah, it just doesn't work. But but anyhow, that's not really where I was getting at. My, my one thing this week was actually the, the rankings. And um, I'm sure everybody has heard them by now because, you know, it's probably Thursday or Friday when you're listening to this. And uh, it's Wednesday now as we're recording. Um, nothing to, out of the ordinary in the top six, exactly what you would have expected the committee to do. Bama, Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, Michigan, <coughs> Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. Which is where my quibble is because based on past experiences with the committee and the, the phrases that we keep hearing up, keep hearing come up year after year are body of work hmm? and over and, and impression as to where they are at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. right? Those are the two things that we hear the committee say all the time. Based on the college football that I watched last weekend, and trust me, I watched a lot of it, um, I don't agree with the committee's rankings this week. Okay. Based on body of work and current status of the team, the eyeball test okay. that I have seen over, the, over last weekend, Bama clear number one, not even close. Clemson number two, still very, very impressive. Like we said yep. last week, they're still one to a clear echelon above everybody else in the rankings. Yep. However, in my personal rankings, I have Michigan three, Georgia four, okay. 
Notre Dame five, Oklahoma six. And that's based on what they did last weekend. Michigan's mm-hmm. win over Penn State was dominant. Yeah, it was. Start to finish dominant. Penn State hung in there, you know, 14 points. You kept thinking they might come back. And then, you know, when they the pick six, I I, I shut the game off. I just okay. watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, there's no other there's yeah, no other reason. Yeah. Game's over. Georgia, super impressive in that win over Kentucky. They led that game start to finish. Everything, you know, they looked like they're back in their primary form. Notre Dame struggled again against Northwestern, and they can't keep doing this. Body of work, Michigan and and Georgia have a stronger strength of schedule, and they look more impressive on the field right now than Notre Dame or Oklahoma, which Mm -hmm. had to – you know, work hard to be a good Texas Tech team, but still right. they had to work a lot harder than they probably should have to win that game, especially when Tech was down to their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and Bama and Georgia works itself out, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to play each other. Yeah. So, like, committee do the right thing. Get Notre Dame out of the top four right but now. This is, I mean, to be there. This is what we've talked about all season, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame gets the benefit of the doubt because of. The, the Golden Dome and, and Touchdown Jesus and all the other stuff, they get the benefit of the doubt because they are Notre Dame. Yep. Um, and this is my my big issue with the Irish, like uh, since since the, the BCS, when they had the, the special finaglings that, to get Notre Dame in, if they just hit a certain number, um, if it doesn't matter, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it matters if Notre Dame, um, you know, hit, hits a, a certain number of wins in the season they're going to get in, and 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 it's going to be at the, the detriment to a, of a team that that is playing better, that has a better resume, um, that is playing better at the moment. Yep. Um, whether that's you know Michigan or Georgia, I, I you know it, it's 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 hard to say at this point. But um, if someone doesn't beat Notre Dame, uh, they're they're going to have one of those four spots. So I'm 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 with you there, uh, and uh, especially with uh, with the team in Ann Arbor, they they have looked really impressive recently. Um, which is uh, leading to me to drink whiskey. Uh, and I, okay. Um, okay, so it was your one thing, not undone. Briefly, my one thing is happening right now as we're yeah, touchdown. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm watching my Bobcats uh, play our number one rival. We're at Miami tonight. Uh, we're tipping this on Wednesday night. Uh, OU was down three scores at halftime. They have come back. Um, they're, they're within uh, extra point. We'll, we'll put them with, uh, within a field goal of winning this game, but they need one more possession. That's a beautiful touchdown pass by Nathan O'Rourke. Wow. Um, so currently, um, I, if, I, if I'm distracted, uh, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, uh, the end of this game as well as taping us. Extra point is good. Uh, Miami. 30 OU 28 with 224 left in Yeager Stadium in Oxford, Ohio. We lots will see of, how that lots of time in action. Uh, yeah, that's, that's plenty of time. Um, this is uh, OU does have the best uh, the offense in the conference, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I did not. I did not wear green uh, for this game. I, but I you're my, wearing the action flag. I have my action flag shirt on, uh, and we'll get to the reason for the the no green thing um, in in a, in a little bit. Uh, and that's, that's going to be painfully, painfully obvious <laughs> before we get there. Um, let's, uh, let's give AJ a shot. Uh, the Grupo de Cinco, AJ, go ahead. Hey everybody. It's your old buddy, AJ here with this week's group of five report. Um, 
we're off the Pac-12. It's a mess this year. Uh, Wazoo's awesome. Just watch Wazoo. They're the only ones that matter. Uh, everybody else, including USC, is garbage. Um, but we're going to get into uh, this week's Group of Five report. And we're starting Friday night, 10, 15 p.m., live from the grocery store in Boise. I guess, I don't, know, I don't think that's the actual nickname for the stadium, but it's at Albertson Stadium, uh, Fresno at Boise. Uh, Fresno State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Fresno's good. I mean, Fresno is legit good. Uh, Boise's also good. Not as good as Boise normally is. Um, so this should be a super fun game to watch. These are two teams. Uh, Fresno is currently first in the Mountain West West Division. Uh, Boise is 7-2 and second in the Mountain West Mountain Division. Um, they're both really efficient teams. Um fairly evenly matched, uh, and that two-and-a-half-point spread sounds about right. Fresno is a very, very good team. Uh, I think they're better than Boise, um, but, hey, it's on the blue turf. You can't sleep on the blue turf. Do not do that. Uh, we're going to move into Saturday, going to 4 p.m., uh, and we are going down to Statesboro, y'all, because it is Troy, Georgia Southern. Uh, or, I'm sorry, that's a 1 p.m. game, not a 4 p.m. game. Troy at Georgia Southern. Um, the option is back. Georgia Southern uh, has been real, real, real bad uh, the past few years. Um, and, and they're mostly back. Uh, Troy and, Georgia, and Georgia Southern, these are 1-2 in the Sun Belt East. Um, they're both 7-2. and two. I mean, these two teams don't get any shine. This game is on ESPN+. Plus and yet is between two teams that are 7-2. and two. This game should be actually be really, really good. Uh, Troy's favored by one and a half. So this is a really, really evenly matched game. I highly recommend you watch this game. Uh, Sunbelt football is actually good. Uh, G5 football in general is actually really good. Uh, and these are two teams that are really ba- – they're battling for first in the, in the Sunbelt East. Um, so watch that game at 1 p.m. And then we are going to slide on down to 7 p.m. Temple at Houston. Uh, Houston, five-point favorite. Uh, The total over-under on this game is 69.5. So this game should get real pointy. Uh, DeAndre King is fantastic to watch. Uh, But Houston... Ooh, what happened last week? You got got the brakes beaten off of you by by Southern Methodists. So I'm interested to see how this works. Uh, and, and how this game kind of plays out. Temple uh, took UCF to the brink. Uh, there were a lot of people who don't want UCF to do anything nice uh, to lose that game, and then they would have just been completely out of the college football playoff conversation. Um, CBS Sports on this one. Uh, Temple and Houston, they're probably going to put up a ton of points. At the Temple uh, lost to UCF 52-40 last week. Uh, Houston's last game was 45-31. So these two teams know how to score points. Uh, DeAndre King is incredible, and you should watch him. Um, so keep an eye out for that game. And we'll go oh, – all right, fine. We will dip into the Pac-12 if we must. Uh, 10.30 p.m., Cal's playing USC. Cal has a defense, everybody. I didn't think I'd ever say that. Um, USC's only favored by five over Cal. Just pointing that out. Um, USC doesn't really have a quarterback. They've had a number of guys try to play quarterback at USC this year. None of them have really worked out. Um, 
uh, Clay Helton's on the hot seat, maybe? Question mark. Um, 10.30 p.m., that could be one of those games where you look at it in the morning because nobody's actually going to stay up and watch that game. Everybody's going to look at that game and go, really? Really? That happened? That was as close as it was? Cal won? What? And no one's going to really care after that. Um, So this has been your Group of Five slash sort of kind of Pac-12 report. Uh, I'm your buddy, AJ. I'll keep you up to date on the Group of Five games because they're the games that actually matter for people who really, really, really enjoy football. Thanks. Awesome, AJ. Thank you very much. Um, We have a lot of football to talk about. um, But before we get to the actual football to talk about, uh, we, we should, because we started this and because we, we, we sort of touched on this already. Um, oh God, could somebody just beat Notre Dame already? Uh, if, if, uh, the Carlin crappy show had a laugh track, we would insert it here because Notre Dame is playing Florida state. Carla, any, any chance at all? Nope. Yeah, Next. <laughs> um, there are just a few top 25 actual top 25 on top 25 matchups, uh, this weekend. Uh, Miami has recovered an onside kick. Um, <laughs> two of them, uh, we're, we're, we're going to mention a couple of them in our in our, our game break counts. Two of them aren't worth really mentioning, and those are uh, number sixteen Mississippi State at number one Alabama, and number two Clemson at number seventeen Boston College. Um, briefly, Carla, any thoughts? <laughs> Uh, the, the first game, um, Mississippi State on the road at Alabama. Um, last year, the game was really, really close. Maybe that's a glimmer of hope. Um, and, and and Alabama is coming off of that game against LSU, and they got banged up pretty good in that game. Um, so maybe that's a glimmer of hope for Mississippi State. But no, the line on this game is insane. Um, and I, Bama's playing at home for the first time in like almost a month. Um, so yeah, the tide, Tide's going to roll big in this one, I think. Um, Clemson, Boston College. Uh, be wary of Clemson on the road in the Northeast. Um, see, I, and I have in my notes, see Syracuse 2017. Um Last time that Clemson was up in this area of the country, Syracuse stunned them. Do I think that's going to happen this year? Uh, No, I don't. Um, Boston College gives up a lot on defense, and Clemson casually put up 77 on Louisville. So, um, no, Bama wins, Clemson wins. Um, I I just – the thing that I've done is if you're a fan of a college football team that isn't Alabama or Clemson and uh, you're headed to the playoffs, I think it's probably best that, you know, you'd be happy with a a holiday trip, someplace warm, someplace fun. Maybe sell your tickets to an Alabama or Clemson fan um, and make enough money to to buy a nice dinner and and a few drinks out Um, because if you're not a fan of one of those two teams, you're not going to go any further than that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's, I, look, th- there's always, you, you never say never, but, uh, I, from, from how things look right now, uh, Alabama is, is head and shoulders above everybody. Clemson has improved to the point in the last couple of weeks that it's, um, they are, they are, are getting very close. That's going to be the only competition that we really want to see in the playoff. Um, and, and that, that should happen in the final game. So, um, if you're a fan of a Mississippi State or Boston College, you're excited about this weekend. Uh, great. Um, maybe you know, simmer down because this year it's it's not happening. It's not. It's not going to. It's not going to happen. And speaking of not happening, let's get to the first of our, our full games um, here today. Uh, number ten, Ohio State at number eighteen, Michigan State. Ohio State is favored by three and a half. I'm going to let you go first, Carla, because I have um, 
I, I have deep emotions about this game, and, I, and I will I will discuss. I, I thought you might, so I don't have a ton of notes on this game. Um, so here's a glimmer of hope for your Buckeyes. Uh, Sparty's not great on pass defense. Right. Okay? Um, so so that's a good thing because, holy cow, they're real good on run defense. Um, they have the top rush defense in the country, and it's and that's not even close. They're the, they are the Alabama of rush defense. Um, they're number one in the country, only allowing 71 yards per game. Number two is Texas A&M, and they give up 81 yards per game. A 10 yards per game difference separating one and two, that's huge. Um, especially 11 weeks into the season. Um, that all being said, on paper, you would think that Ohio State should win this game, but the, the holy cow, there's a lot of question marks because I mean, you gave up 450 yards to Nebraska last week. Um, the same thing we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Ohio State, can you tackle? Um, that's, you know, and, and that's a common, we both see that. I say the same thing about Penn State. Penn State, can you tackle? Um, last week, the answer for both of our teams was no, no, we can't. Um, but at least you got the win. Um, the run game is going to get stifled with going up against this this Michigan State defense. Um, so it's going to come down to Dwayne Haskins. Can Dwayne Haskins shoulder the offense so that Ohio State can score enough? Um, I mean, on paper, if you look at everything, then you lean you lean Ohio State in this game. But I know you have a lot of thoughts on this, so I'm going to let you uh, break this down a bit. I don't think there's. Uh, I, I, I didn't look at stats. I, I didn't look at numbers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with both teams and, and, and what they've done to this point. Um, I, in all the, all the, all the, all the time we've been doing this show, I have never picked against, uh, picked Ohio State to lose. Um, and some of that is, is, is just sort of a, uh, you know, a bravado I like to project, uh, project because it's, I'm having fun. I'm a fan. And that's, that's sort of my role on the show. Um, regardless of the, and, but, but also, I mean, regardless of, of what the, the opponent situation, there's also usually a, a component of honesty in there. I, I feel like there is, I look at a game and I feel like there's a path to win, even in games like say the, the 2014 playoff run, um, where, where it seems unlikely. Uh, so here is the thing. I, I don't see anything like that this weekend. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's watching game in person a week ago, uh, watching games over the last couple weeks um, on, on TV and where I can have, a, have the, the chance to watch replays and go back and, and stuff. I, I, the running game was better last weekend against Nebraska. Um, marginal improvement in the running game is not going to work this weekend right. because we're playing the best rush defense in the country. Um, I didn't see anything watching the game against Nebraska that would lead me to believe that Ohio State can win on the road against Michigan State. Um, or uh, worse, at this point, and this is this is why the whiskey. Um, I, I, I don't. If you if you take that Ohio State team that I watched last weekend, um, put them up against the Michigan team that beat Penn State last weekend, I'm not sure that game's even all that competitive. Um, even even if it's in Columbus. Um, and I, we, we've, we've talked about personnel with, with Ohio state and, and some of the issues I, I think I, I keep coming back to this thing, this problem that started when urban came off his suspension. Um, and I, I think the, 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 the thing here is that urban is done in Columbus, um, after this season, I, I, Hopefully it's because, you know, he's, he's won out in the regular season and he can sort of gracefully step away. Um, as I look at things right now, uh, unless something changes, 
I see it. I see Ohio State losing two more games, finishing nine and three, um, and and Urban getting fired. Uh, I'm I'm I, I hope I'm wrong, um, but my my gut feeling about this game, um, based on what I've seen the last couple weeks, is that is that Ohio State goes to East Lansing and loses. Um, that maybe there's a game to recover against Maryland, and then you got to play Michigan, and that that does not set up well. So. Um, we will see. We will see how that goes. I hope, boy, I hope I'm wrong. Um, but that's, that's, that's my pick. Um, I, I see Sparty winning this game. Next up, we have, uh, unranked Oklahoma state against number six at number six, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is favored by 20, which seems kind of silly, but, um, I don't know. Carl, what do you think about this one? Yeah, well, the number that struck me in this game was the fact that the over-under is 79. Um, yes. Yeah, take, that's... Take the over. I, I, still say, I still say take the over because it's Big 12 and nobody can play defense in the Big 12. Um, I mean, I <laughs> see uh, last week's game um, of between uh, West Virginia and Texas, right. um, which was just silly fun and quite possibly the most fun game of the weekend. But anyway, uh, until, until this weekend. Until, until this weekend, yes. Um, <laughs> So uh, Oklahoma State is probably the most inconsistent team in the Big 12 this year. Inconsistent, not inconsistent. Inconsistent Incon- is not a word. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State, in their last four games, lost to Iowa State, lost to Kansas State, beat Texas, mm-hmm. and then lost to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um a team with two completely different personalities. And and the big difference here is that Oklahoma State is, quite frankly, undisciplined. Um, the, the number of penalty yards that they rack up per game is absurd. They had 133 yards in penalties last week against Baylor. And they're averaging 80 yards per game in penalties. Those That's even in games that they win. Right. Um, that's not going to work against an Oklahoma team that for the most part has been pretty disciplined, but here's the, here's the fun thing about Oklahoma is, you know, they won the game against Texas tech last week, but they struggled. And so, and and allowed Texas tech to score a bunch of points. So they fired their defensive coordinator. Um, So it's officially the end of the Stoops era at at Oklahoma. That's a a silly thing to do in the big 12. Just don't, don't, don't fire your defensive coordinator. Just figure out how to score more. I mean, come on. Do do you need a defensive coordinator in the big 12? (laughs) I mean, that's that's really important. Have two offensive coordinators. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> so, you know, let's see what happens with Oklahoma. I mean, it's going to be a bunch of points scored. This is going to be absolutely silly. Um, the only thing that I wish was that this game was at night because I love Bedlam at night. Like, that's just like – Yeah, my, that'd be fun. You know, it's, a, it's an afternoon game. Um, Oklahoma should win this game. Um, they're, they've been more consistent across the board this season. Right. Oklahoma State just really can't figure out what, it, what they're doing consistently. Um Oklahoma should win this game. Take the over. Oklahoma might beat the over itself. I, <laughs> you know, it's 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 hard to tell. But th- yeah, this is a silly fun game. Keep it on the flip. Um, if you like watching touchdowns, right, right. Um, my my assessment of this game is is fairly brief. Uh, if you're concerned about the playoff implications and all that stuff, yes, Oklahoma is uh, in the running for one of the sacrificial lamb slot slots. slots. Um, you know, they would play in the semifinal against a, a Alabama or Clemson. Um, but that's that, don't, don't watch that game for that reason. Watch this game because it's going to be fun. As <laughs> in, it's, it's going to be like 52 to 45 fun. As in, both the Cowboys and the Sooners are giving up nearly 400 yards and 30 points a game. Yeah. Um, 
as in the aforementioned over under. And I, boy, that feels light. <laughs> so, Seventy nine points feels light. Um, it, it's it's it's. I, I will say it's going to be tighter than the spread. The, the twenty point spread in this game is ridiculous. Um, I, I think uh, so. I think that's that's uh, that's light by a pretty wide margin. But Oklahoma is going to win what I am calling the absolute the the shooty outiest of all Power Five shootouts of the year. And that 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 alone is is why you should watch this. It's just going to be insane. Um, <laughs> and we go from we go from a seventy nine uh, point over under to Auburn at Georgia, number twenty four Auburn at number five Georgia. Georgia's favored by two touchdowns. It, it's not the SEC of old where you know you, where, you, where you score six to three, but um, this game is not. I don't think it it could be entertaining in, in maybe a different way, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and Georgia can put up points. Yes. Um, and, but but Auburn's got a pretty good defense, and so I I think I think you'll see the the Georgia offense tempered a little bit in this game. Although they do have one thing going for them, and that's playing at home. Um, you know, you move this game to to Auburn, and and you've got a completely different feel to this game. Yes. True. Auburn is coming into this game, and they're a little bit off kilter. Um, they're sitting at six and three, uh, you know, still in a decent spot to get a decent bowl game, but they're kind of out of the playoff picture altogether. They're not ranked. Um, but gosh, wouldn't Auburn like to play spoiler again this year? Because they've done it already. No question. No question. They were were able to go in there and and knock off LSU pretty convincingly. And, uh, you know, that essentially after LSU lost last week to Alabama, I mean, that pretty much ended LSU's hopes of the playoff, Mm -hmm. um, where we stand right now, unless more chaos happens, which could still happen. But, um, but Auburn likes playing this role of spoiler. See, kick six. See, this is this is a role that, that Auburn is used to playing. Um, and add to the fact that Auburn's coming into this game with a chip on its shoulder after losing the SEC title game to Georgia last year. So you've got to believe this is a team that's going to be very fired up in this game. The challenge that Auburn has in this game is the fact that they're just flat out not running the ball all that well. Um, they're relying a lot on Jarrett Stidham, which, okay, Jarrett Stidham has a lot of experience playing really well, um, and he's going to surpass 2,000 yards on the season during this game. So he's actually putting up better numbers right now than Jake Fromm. I take it by the look on your face that Ohio just lost. Just lost. Just lost. Had had one, one crack at a long pass uh, at the end of the game uh, and couldn't get complete. Bummer. First time we in, in five years we lost Miami, so we're, we're good. We're good. Okay, I, that I was. Think, I could still be Marshall, and and, and I'll, I'll be happy with that too. I, I I wish everybody could see. That was that was fun watching you. Really <laughs> <laughs> great, uh, but unfortunately, you're gonna end up seeing me talking. So never mind. Um, so anyhow, yeah, back back to Auburn. Uh, so yes. so Jarrett so Jarrett Stidham has a lot of experience going to surpass Jake from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thousand yards on the season, but their passing numbers offensively are literally identical between the two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia is the better team here. Gus Malzahn has been on the hot seat, but let's talk about ending all of that conversation because do you know what his buyout is? If if Auburn fires him this year, huh. if Auburn fires Gus Malzahn, they have to pay him thirty two million dollars. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> so so all this talk about Gus Malzahn being on the hot seat. So Gus is like whatever. Yeah, 
Stop. <laughs> it's not happening. Auburn's not firing Gus Malzahn. He's going to sit in that contract until 2024, and fans are going to like it. Damn it. Um, that's, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's really the way his contract was written. Um, so, so it really doesn't matter what happens in this game for Auburn. They're going to they're going to have Malzahn for the foreseeable future. Georgia's the better team. They have to win this game if they want a shot at the playoff. They have to they have to enter the SEC title game with just that one loss. Um, otherwise, their playoff hopes are over. Um, regardless of what happens in the SEC title game, I think. Um, so Georgia's going to be motivated in this game, playing at home. They're going to win the game. Um, but I, the spread on this game doesn't make any sense either. Um, I, I think Auburn's going to keep it close. Uh, but I think I think Georgia is able to pull this one out. Okay. Okay. Um, remember when uh, Auburn thumped Washington to open the season, and and there was open discussion about whether or not the uh, the War Dam Tiger Eagles might give Alabama a run for its money when it, when it got to November. I, I do. I remember that quite well. I, I remember that too, and um, uh, mostly because I, I actually said such things um, out loud, maybe perhaps on this very show. Um, I, we've gone from that to Alabama being six and three, um, and I, I, I'm still I, I, I was not aware of the of the staggering buyout number, um, but I did note I did note that Gus got the always encouraging vote of confidence from his athletic group this week, um, perhaps with the thirty two million dollar uh, check kind of hovering over that. That's not as <laughs> ominous as it is. It might be elsewhere, right. um, but still, but still, um, Georgia's trajectory has changed a little bit this season as well. Although I think they've stuck, um, they, they've stuck more closely to the script uh, that we expected them to to follow. Um, so that so the Bulldogs are in the position uh, right now to to, to be a, a second SEC team in the playoff if, if something bizarre should happen um, to one of the teams in front of them, uh, like say <clears throat> Notre Dame. Um, I would I would caution you know if, if Georgia uh, if the if the Bulldogs think they could coast through this game uh, they could find themselves in some trouble because there is a there is a good Auburn team in there someplace yeah um, we, we've seen plenty of evidence that uh, of that this season um, but if they show up ready to play at home uh, I, I think Georgia wins this uh, maybe not by fourteen but but fairly fairly comfortably I, I think that uh, that that's the that's the difference between the two teams. Ah, uh, boys and girls, you can watch the Carlin Crabby Show uh, for the duration of the college football season, which um, doesn't have a whole lot left. Mm. Um, if you're searching uh, Carla and Crappy Show on YouTube or Facebook, if you prefer to have Carla and Crappy in your skull, you will find the podcast version uh, at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as on your uh, favorite social channels where we offer you guys plenty of reminders. Um, if you like the show, please rate and view. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Carla, any final thoughts? Two very quick things. Sure. Things that we didn't talk about. Things we did uh, not talk about. Texas on the road at Texas Tech. The over-under on that game is 63 and a half. That feels light. Um, and, nice. and and this is a Texas team reeling. Um, lost on two-point conversion, I mentioned, to, mm -hmm. to West Virginia, to the uh, the gambling uh, Holgerson, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> Texas Tech starting quarterback might be done for the year, which is a sad story for him. Um, yeah. he, he suffered a relapse of his um, collapsed lung that he had suffered in the offseason. Um so, the te te but Texas Tech gave Oklahoma a run for its money with its backup quarterback last weekend. So this game should be silly fun. Keep this one kind of on your radars. Um, I still think that's take the over, regardless of who plays quarterback for Texas Tech. Um, and just like Sparty is making you drink, um, Wisconsin 
is making this Penn State fan drink. Um, that's not a comfortable game. That's it's not, not a comfortable not. game. And actually, I can't believe I am saying this. I wish the game was in Wisconsin because Penn State is playing better on the road this season. They are playing at home in Beaver Stadium. It's going to be a cold game. I I had not that had not occurred to me, but that's that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is a this is a nail biter game for more reasons than just one, and one of them is because the game's going to be closed. The other one's going to be because it's really cold. Um, and uh, yeah, Penn State needs to win this game to have a shot. Whoever loses this game will probably have a bowl game pre Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's some prestige on the line here. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, in in that in in that vein, I mean, I, you know, if Ohio State can win two of the last three, um, there's still maybe a New Year's Six bowl. Uh, you could back maybe. into the Rose Bowl. Well, yeah, and that's and and, and that that sets up well. Um, you know, even with uh, you know, if you if you assume uh, wins the next two weeks and the loss to Michigan, um, Michigan's in tight in the championship uh, in in the playoff, and then uh, Ohio State gets the Rose Bowl, but. Um, as I said, I am not super optimistic, <laughs> um, but uh, we will see how that goes because, um, as, as you guys know, uh, anything can happen in the the fabulous world of college football, which is why we do this every week for however many years it's been. Uh, Carla, thank you very much. Yep, cheers and bottoms up, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Uh -huh. And guys, um, enjoy the football this weekend. Uh, you can you can watch me gritting my teeth on social media during uh, on Saturday afternoon, and then uh, watch watch Bedlam because that's just that that's going to be the most fun thing that's that's happened all season. Um, you got to believe me here. Um, thank you guys for watching. We will see you back here next week.